This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Voice Hugs, a podcast on becoming your best self and embracing all seasons of life with open arms. This is your host, Vivian and Rowena. Hello, hello. Hi. It is officially mid-July. We're more than two... <laughs> I was going to say we're more than two years into the year. What's going on? We're more than halfway through the year, which is wild. And throughout this entire year, I think I've only seen you in person like twice, right? Last week being the second time. So last week, Rowena was actually in Los Angeles and we got to hang out for a little bit. We were doing some voice hugs planning and some uh, spilling of the tea on each other's partners. <laughs> it was too juicy that we couldn't record. So maybe in a month or two when we both recovered, <laughs> we when can we... Uh, talk about it with, without as much emotion. <laughs> Don't fret. Nothing is wrong. Just the roller coasters of <laughs> of dating. <laughs> All is very well. It's just uh, communication. Good old communication or lack of communication. <laughs> yes. So while we were together, we were actually going through all of our old episodes that we've recorded. We're currently on episode 23. And the one episode that we actually recorded in person was episode two on insecurities and it was one of the most popular episodes up to date and so we were thinking wouldn't it be nice to do an insecurities part two since the topic of insecurities just never gets old and it never goes away and insecurities are always just flashing in front of us Yeah, and there's so many different types and triggers and ways it shows up in our lives. Mm-hmm. I guess for you, Viv, how do insecurities usually pop up in your life? I've noticed that I typically feel insecure when there is someone else in the room. So when I'm by myself, I'm okay. You know, I'm doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. Even when I'm with my closest friends, I'm okay. Just comfortable feeling myself but it's kind of when you catch up with someone you haven't seen in a long time or I guess maybe even on social media you're not interacting with people you're really close to like your core circle that these insecure thoughts start to trickle in you hear things about what they've been up to you see how people are dressed and that's typically when I start questioning myself like what am I doing what am I wearing what am I saying 
how am I spending my time? Am I doing enough? Am I not doing enough? Am I working too hard? Am I not resting enough? Yeah. You know, it, there's just never, there's just never enough. There's always one yeah. spectrum that you're leaning towards. And so, what about the other side? And how far does it usually go? Slash, how far do you usually let these insecurities go? It depends on the topic. If I feel like I'm being true to myself within that category of life, and I know why I'm doing the things that I'm doing, then the insecure feelings can come and then like quickly go. But、mm. if it's something that I'm not necessarily grounded in, then that's typically where I can sway in different directions and feel insecure for a longer period of time and start questioning. Why is it that I'm doing these things? Am I doing the right thing? Am I saying the right thing? And、mm-hmm. the overthinking just, you know, you go down this rabbit hole of feeling not so good about yourself. <laughs> All too familiar. I'm curious, what are some? Because you know how, like, as we just said, many things can trigger many different types and shades of insecurities. I'm wondering for some of these more like. "Quote unquote intense spirals. What are usually the triggers? If if you're comfortable with sharing, if any, the triggers like what sparks or like、it? what causes them? Yeah, like what kind of sparks them? It's all external appearance. So this idea of what someone else might have that you don't have, whether it's clothes,、mm. a Perfect vacation, financial security. They're in a place where they're able to buy and spend and experience certain things that you can't, or not that you can't, but like you're not doing it necessarily. And、mm-hmm. I think the the spiral. Actually, this is a great word because the spiral comes from not knowing the truth. Like the spiral comes from this imagination, this like fantasy. Picture that I've created about someone else's life because they have this,、oh, they're so happy,、yeah. they're so blah blah blah, and so because you don't fully know their truth, their feelings, their experience in the moment, that just gives your brain and your mind so much opportunity to just make things up, right?、Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think with this context, your I don't know if disdain is too strong of a word, but your disdain for social media actually makes sense. Is is disdain too strong? Do you, I don't think you hate it. I do hate social media because I get into these spirals of making these stories up in my mind,、mm-hmm. and I and we do it so fast because Instagram and、mm-hmm. social media is so instant that your mind is almost already wired to imagine these things about. Someone else's life. Yeah, so I think in that context, because I've known Viv and I've known her very on and off relationship with social media in general. Like you would just delete it for periods at a time, and you will feel a bit better about it. You'll get it and you'll de- delete it again. But I think,、mm-hmm. yeah, everything you just said helps me understand also as a friend that like it. It makes sense why you don't like it. Because even for most people, right? Like we know it's not real, but we still forget. So I think for you to take it a few steps further, naturally, it can definitely like I can see that very significantly kind of like 
changing your perception of the world and yourself and like that affecting you in ways that are maybe not the best or like the healthiest and it's such a automatic reaction at -hmm. this point back to your original question how does it trigger it is really just not knowing the full truth and whenever Mm -hmm. i'm in a situation where i don't know someone's full story or i don't know the actual situation that that has happened to lead to this moment it's very easy for me to make things up in my mind and Mm -hmm. for some reason my story always puts like I'm the main character and I always put the main character down you know and so that's probably something that I need to what is it relearn like re re yeah tell that story a different way in my head do you feel like the story that you've been telling yourself has gotten kinder since you've become more aware yeah and is it like positively progressing you think Yes. So I think up okay. So I think up into up to this point of the conversation, it sounds very dramatic in my head, which sometimes it is. I'm a dramatic person, but at the same time, me too. <laughs> so are friends. Yeah. It's not the same as it was when I was younger, and I think it's on mm. different topics too, right? So I think like especially when I was in high school or middle school, it was a lot about fitting in, which I mm-hmm. talked about in episode two, versus now it's seeing what other people are up to and being better at not comparing yourself to them. Mm-hmm. And I think also because I'm in a place where I do feel grounded in a lot of different aspects of my in my life, more so than 10 15 years ago it is easier to reel myself back in and remind myself that you know you are where you are because xyz these are the things that you're focusing on right now these are the things that are important to you so if any of these insecure thoughts don't fit into like your values or how you want to spend your time what you want to focus on then we can just like kind of shoo them away because i think insecurities will always be there especially if Mm -hmm. I think you can like rewire how you think and how you like that narrative in your mind, but it's just less loud over time. Mm -hmm. I agree. What about your insecurities? What was the last thing that you felt insecure about? Maybe this week. I'll come back to the last time I felt more relatably insecure in a bit, but I think a huge breakthrough that I made this week and last week was actually when I was filming. So I don't know if you or like anyone listening can tell, but for the past few years, I just, I'm not having fun when I film for my YouTube channel because I just feel like it's a job to be done. And if I could have someone else be me and I edit myself after, like that would be perfect. Just because I think in the moment of filming, I'm so in my own head and I'm trying so hard to be perfect and or say things perfectly or like say the script perfectly that I'm so much harder on myself rather than just like having fun Mm -hmm. and like kind of enjoying the process enjoying the journey and when I was home in LA the week that we met it was the first time I ever filmed and in between takes I looked in the camera and I was like Rowena you're doing great I love you and like it was something so simple but 
that is not how I usually talk to myself. I'm just like, oh my God, why are you getting this wrong? You literally said this 20 times already. How many more times do you need to say it? You're going to have such a hard time cutting it. Like, oh my God, you sound so choppy. You don't sound fluid. Da 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 da. And like, it literally goes on forever. But, you know, I filmed again this morning and I texted you after. You're like, oh, like, you know, are you sure you want to record the podcast tonight because you're already filmed and you're usually tired? I'm like, I feel great. And like, I do, because when I'm filming now, I'm just trying to have a good time, talking more freely, not being hard on myself when I don't say things the right way, because I'm not really sure if there's a specific thing that happened. I don't think it was, you know, for as much as I like flipping a switch and being like, you're nice to yourself now, I think it was an accumulation of the past, I don't know, like six years or maybe even more than that, that has led me to this point where I'm just like, you're fine, (laughs) and like, have fun, you can have fun, and kind of bringing it back to insecurities, I think, I simultaneously care so much about what other people think, and I also don't care about what people think, but I think there's this side of me that like, wants to be seen and perceived a certain way and that's just still like layers of perfectionism that I'm trying to let go of Mm -hmm. but yeah I think I just when I realized that like it's okay it's better to be yourself than try to be this perfect hollow version of you who nobody really knows and you don't even really know because who is that even like you know like a perfect person is I don't know it's like it's not real and it's not attainable and it's also not relatable so yeah, I think that was a huge shift in my personal sphere, and I'm happy. I love it. No, I mean, I could definitely feel a difference from today, just you saying that, like, you're totally good to record, because I feel like filming was, and maybe still will be, you know, a couple more times, Mm -hmm. who knows, a very daunting task and you know as you were describing how you used to talk to yourself when you're recording and how you sound choppy and how editing this is going to be really difficult I was like girl I'm saying all of those things to myself (laughs) right now wow I'm there you (laughs) sound great though there's a difference because I just started this like five months ago right and so hearing you at the other end is reassuring for me, as always. (laughs) But look at us. I feel like even the way that we record and the way that we talk has changed a lot for the better. And just like it's improved so much, even over the span of, I guess, half a year. And I actually just put two and two together, but I feel like doing this podcast is also helping me speak better if that makes Mm. sense so that when I'm on camera I'm just trying to talk to you (laughs) or you know it's like I'm not trying to be this person it's I think doing podcasts can help you train how you talk like how you formalize your thoughts externally which is just talking (laughs) Mm -hmm. so that probably has helped a lot too thank you (laughs) so when you mentioned earlier that you know, it's not necessarily a switch where all of a sudden it's like, oh, I love you, Rowena, like you're doing great, right? And I think in the same way, like for insecurities, a lot of people are, when you feel insecure, you're like in that feeling. It's kind of like when you feel anxious, you just feel it and you 
don't necessarily realize that you're feeling it. It just doesn't feel good in that moment, right? How have you learned to snap out of that that thought or change that narrative? I feel like insecurities is such a complex, deeply rooted thing because I think it spans across so many things. It's, as always, attachments, right? I think there's always something we're attached to which makes us hyper-focused on this thing that we feel we're lacking, when in reality, I think we're all whole as humans, but because we are on this quest of, I don't know, self-actualization, or I, I don't know, I think, okay, I think we're all whole as humans, but we can always do and be better, not in a daunting never-ending thing but in a positive this is how you grow and age and how you gain wisdom and so from that definition because we're constantly changing because we can always you know there's always potential forward movement or stagnant or backwards movement there's so much room for you to have feelings and thoughts about whether you're moving forward or whether you're not or maybe you're moving backwards and this can also be about like how you perceive yourself how you perceive other people it could be about your career it could be your weight it could be how you look it can be literally anything which is why I think it's so complex so to answer your question I think the root of insecurities or the anecdote I guess for insecurities for us cliche as it may sound it really is just learning to love and accept yourself for who you are, knowing that you're constantly changing and evolving and that your perception of yourself or just you as a person, you're going to continue to change and continue to evolve and that's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the more we can embrace who we are, things we care about, our values, the more that we can be gentler and kinder to ourselves, the more this is able to seep into every area 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 (laughs) every area of your life Mm -hmm. and I think it's a beautiful thing because if you think about like if I'm thinking about my specific situation with filming I think in general as a human I've been a lot kinder to myself the past Mm -hmm. half a year or a year but it still took me more than half a year or a year to get to this point where I'm kind to myself with my work like I don't know I think when I realized that is just such a beautiful demonstration and example that things really do take time but if you constantly work at it and if you're trying to be you know whatever it is that you want to be for yourself it's not going to happen overnight but just because it doesn't happen overnight doesn't mean it's not going to eventually happen I love that. Look at you. (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, um, that was more of like, I felt like I just rambled for 10 minutes. I hope something good came out of it. It really is. Like when you think about insecurities, it's that moment in time. And I think it's like, if you're able to step out of that moment and just see the situation in like, a broader lens and then see your timeline in like an even broader lens I know this is for some reason the only example that I can think of right now and it's really not that great of an example but 
I'm not a very good cook. I don't cook at all. And my boyfriend is an amazing chef. He cooks 99.9% of the food <laughs> that we eat. I've been living in LA, this new place, for like seven months, and I've cooked maybe two times. I like I can count <laughs> the number of meals that I've cooked, less than five. Yesterday, I was like, okay, I'm going to cook him dinner and I found this very very simple recipe Chrissy Teigen online like six ingredients so easy can't mess this one up <laughs> girl messed it up <laughs> it was just like a simple stir-fried noodle dish and I didn't realize that like to make it, it was I made spicy miso pasta, but it's like this Asian mm-hmm. take on carbonara pasta. I just mm-hmm. messed up because I didn't know the egg was going to scramble with the noodles and carbonara is not supposed to be scrambled eggs with noodles. And I also <gasps> didn't read the recipe, so it was just really bad. But as he's like eating, I know it does not taste good, but he's like, this was so good. Like, thank you so much. And I just know it's not good. So this entire time as he's eating, I'm like talking down on myself. I'm like, oh my God, this was so bad. Like, I'm so sorry. You don't have to eat it. And then he keeps saying like, no, I really like it. I really like it. And in my mind, I'm like, you're lying to me. But he then says like, I really like it because you made it for me. And it was like really good because you made it. That for some reason became this like encouragement to me that, you know what, this is my first time making this and I didn't read the recipe, whatever. Someone still enjoyed it and it was still like a fun experience. The second time I make this, it's going to be better. And if I like put myself in situations where my boyfriend's not always cooking for me and I practice more, then of course I'm going to be better. He's a great chef because he cooks every day. I'm an awful chef because I don't cook. (laughs) Being insecure in the moment is really just in the moment and knowing that Mm -hmm. you have time to get better at your craft, you have time to be kinder to yourself and learn how to adjust that conversation in your head it will get better over time. And just knowing that right now might not feel that way, but it can feel that way sooner or later. I don't know. That's like hopeful for me. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like your example is actually great because I think it's like, it's a muscle that we can work. You know, it's Mm -hmm. something that, as we've been saying it, like it's not just going to happen overnight. It's something that you need to constantly be aware of and potentially even put in some work to unravel why it's there and why you feel the way you feel but this is life and this is you know what voice hugs is all about and I think sooner or later you'll get to a point where I don't as you said I don't think it'll ever fully go away because as we learn and grow and evolve our life circumstances and the things that we go through we'll meet new people and all these things there's still gonna be If you usually get social anxiety, no matter how much work you put into it, I think baseline you'll probably still have some sort of social anxiety. You just learn to live with it it. yeah, Yeah, a bit better and to push past some of your insecurities or some of your fears because you've put yourself out there enough to know like, okay, nothing terrible is going to come out of the situation. I may feel awkward and I may go home and feel some, you know, sort of vulnerability hangover, but I'm fine. 
I'm alive. Yeah. You know, like I still have friends and my friends still love me. But yeah, I think it's definitely just a muscle to be worked. I think also that reminds me that sharing your insecurities helps a lot. So sharing with someone that I feel insecure about my body. Let and then, you know, it's it opens up that conversation so that they can possibly share something back with you and then you don't feel less alone or sharing that like I you know, I I made this really, really awful pasta and I feel really insecure because you're a really good chef. But then for him to share with me that like he actually really enjoyed it and it wasn't necessarily the taste of the food. It was just having your girlfriend make you dinner. (laughs) Hearing that helps with like my insecurities for that specific situation. Mm -hmm. But I think talking about it and owning it helps. Yeah, I think it's the same with talking about Like, if you are insecure about a specific friendship or if you have insecurities in your romantic relationship as well, I feel like if you're with the right person or if you're with good friends and you share your insecurities with them, which is about them, like, oh, hey, you know, when you did this or, like, when you hung out with a friend and you didn't tell me, it made me feel this way. Mm -hmm. good friends will be like oh my god like I'm so sorry it was an intentional like it really just slipped our mind I think it's like if you leave these things unaddressed as you said it's so easy to fill in the blank and be like oh like they didn't invite me because they don't like me and they must be like talking about me and blah 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 and then you know the moment you ask them and they tell you you're like oh like it was a misunderstanding or oh they just you know it was like they just forgot or like you know Mm -hmm. something happened that like it just wasn't meant to be and I think similarly with your romantic partner my like more potentially relatable story is I have pretty vivid dreams this one specific one was about this girl who I follow on Instagram it's actually another creator just in my dream she's like trying to steal James away and then James being James he's quite (laughs) aloof so he just kind of went along with it being a nice guy not knowing that she was trying to steal him away and in the dream I got really mad at him because I was like what are you doing bro like do you not see that this girl's trying to get at you and she's trying very hard to steal you away so I wake up and like I tell him, I get like I tell him who it was and I told him all of these things. He clearly like doesn't know her. But he's like, Don't worry, baby, I already have my creator. I already found my founder, Hounder. And <laughs> I think I think we may have talked about this in a previous episode where it's like, you know, there's this article that went viral in Silicon Valley or in SF that's like girls who specifically target founders to date because they will be potential future millionaires or billionaires but anyway before I would just keep it in and be you know like low-key upset because I'm like it's a dream like I'm not gonna get mad at the dude because he literally didn't do anything but I would still like hold it in and be a little like oh my god like why is it what are you doing in my dreams like why are you so nice to people like you don't need to be that nice to people all the time but the fact that I was just like, oh, I had a dream. And he was like, oh, don't worry about it. I'm like, great. I feel better. You know? Yeah. One of my really close friends recently told me that the more willing you are to share your insecurities, because sometimes you don't even want to 
show that you're insecure. It could be a pride mm-hmm. thing, right? Like you're too prideful mm-hmm. to talk about it because nobody wants to be seen as insecure. Like first off, nobody mm-hmm. wants to be insecure. And then you also <laughs> don't want to be seen as insecure. And then you can because feel insecure, insecure about, about being, being insecure. Judged. Yeah, it, yeah, it's just like, it's just a cycle that you cannot win. And so yeah. she was telling me that the sooner you share your insecurities and just be vulnerable with it, the easier it will be for you to really feel connected to other people, especially within your romantic relationship. The sooner you share these things that you don't really feel that great about yourself, but the other person receives it and sees you and is able to reflect back and kind of catch you and make you feel good about it, then it will help you address your insecurities sooner or faster sometimes. A thousand percent. Have you personally experienced anything like that? Of you being open about your insecurities and then friends welcoming you with open arms and or you getting closer to someone because you were open about things that you are going through? I think for the most part, I don't I don't have a problem with like being too prideful. I'm more like shameless when it comes to (laughs) sharing things with friends. So I don't know. I think I actually normally share, at least with my girlfriends, most things that are going through my mind. I don't know if it's just been so long. Like these friendships have been so, they're like long friendships in my life that have been very present and I feel comfortable sharing those things. But Mm -hmm. Nothing specific comes to mind. I mean, as your friend and as a friend of yours for over 10 years, I will say it's very refreshing talking to you because you're so honest with your internal dialogue. Mm -hmm. And it's so similar to mine, but I'm too prideful. And Mm -hmm. I usually won't just like come out and tell you people that like, this is what I'm truly thinking. I think ever since we've been friends, and I've told you this, we've talked about this on the podcast too, that to me it's very refreshing talking to you because I feel like your honesty and your vulnerability helps gives me permission to be honest and vulnerable with you too. Thank you. <laughs> Aww, you're jamming. I I was thinking about, I mean, I think about this sometimes, right? Even as I was talking about social anxiety, I think why we feel insecure around certain people or why we feel anxious around certain people it I think it all still comes down to like you want to be loved and accepted and or accepted by this person because I don't know maybe in your mind you've put them on a pedestal or you think they're cool so their approval of you is this validation that I don't know why we want but as humans we just do that Yeah, I mean, that's also social anxiety, right? It's like if you're socially anxious because you care so much about their acceptance or love for you that it makes you anxious because they could not love and or accept you, Mm -hmm. which is just fascinating. I just like, I wonder why us as humans are wired so deeply to want to be loved and accepted. Like, why? I guess to survive, like, right? Like, it just, like, to survive in a tribe as ancestors or, like, our ancestors back in the day, like, why? Why? But it's interesting, right? Like, the more that we understand and the more that we uncover about ourselves, the more that, like, even if 
going out in social settings in big groups still makes me relatively anxious. You've done it enough times to be like, it's not going to be that bad. Like, you will be fine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when you do find yourself feeling insecure about anything, give, give me an example. What is something that, what is the most recent thing you felt insecure about? So the most recent thing is, I think because it's summer and I'm going out a lot more on the weekends, I feel like my style, like what I'm wearing, like when I go through my closet and I'm picking out an outfit, I don't feel as confident as I did pre-pandemic. Not that I was like this fashionista or anything, but I think <laughs> I just don't feel as confident in the clothes that I currently own. And I feel this need to go shopping and buy things that are on trend. And it's like giving me anxiety and making me feel insecure at the same time. So in these moments, are you trying to go shopping or <laughs> are you trying to talk yourself out of it or a little bit of both? Walk I us think through a, how a, you a little bit of this. both. A little bit of both. Okay, yeah, okay. Here, let's let's walk through Vivian's insecure example of okay. style. Okay. Give it to us. So with this shopping slash style insecurity, how I'm navigating it is I am going shopping, but I'm <sighs> trying to I'm trying to stay true to myself when it comes to mm-hmm. fashion and buying things. So Part of my struggle right now is because I haven't gone shopping in a long time, I feel like I'm not on trend or like I don't even know what the trend is. For example, I went to Coachella and like everyone had butterflies in their hair. I had no idea butterflies were even like how did people know that? I don't know. Maybe it was on TikTok. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyways, mm-hmm. Um, I watched a documentary in 2019 or 18, right before the pandemic, it was called The True Cost, which is a documentary about fast fashion and how it impacts the world. Fashion used to be very slow. You would have very high quality pieces that were really expensive and you'd only have a couple of each. And then, you know, when Forever 21, Zara, H&M, all of these really fast fashion brands boomed, um, things became really cheap very trendy and very like seasonal so you would buy things for the season toss it buy things for the next season and the documentary just breaks down how it impacts all these different parts of what it takes to make clothes from the cotton farmers to the garment factories and how poorly they're treated and what their work conditions are to how trash is impacted you know like where does our clothes go when we donate it does it actually go to goodwill or do most of it gets like dumped in another country and I remember crying at the end of that documentary and because of that that is the reason why I haven't gone shopping in the same way I used to in college so fast Mm -hmm. forward to 2022 back to what I was saying about my insecurity being on social media and seeing how people are like dressed you want to feel good. You want to look good. You want to like feel like you're on trend. But at the same time, it was very conflicting for me to like go to Zara and buy a couple of shirts or a couple of shorts because I'm like, I don't feel good about it. I watched this documentary a long time ago and I felt really bad about mm-hmm. it. It was so impactful that I didn't shop for years. 
that's kind of where I am right now, like the thought process. It's how do you stay true to yourself? How do you still address your insecurities? How do you find a balance of both and not be so hard on yourself? You don't have to cut something out of your life 100%. Whenever that happens in my life, to me, it's more so like, cutting like a feeling off or just cutting dealing with something off completely so it is kind of trying to find a balance between all of those things that I mentioned what a journey what a beautiful journey thank you for sharing you see how how much I overthink in my head this is shopping this is how I think about shopping (laughs) well we'll have a dedicated video all about shopping in the coming episodes because it's low-key one of even like it's one of our favorite pastimes that we only started sharing with each other more recently and i think it'll be very fun to talk about we can also talk about our style and how it's evolved over the years and all of that but i guess we can briefly touch upon style and insecurities and how it ties together which of these statements is more true for you do just for yourself or do just for other people I dress for the feeling that I get when I feel good in those clothes. (laughs) Like I, it's more like feeling good in, in my clothes. And I don't feel that way right now because a lot of it is old. It feels like it doesn't match. And then on top of that, comparing it to what other people are wearing, which is my issue. What about yourself? I think I for sure dress for other people in my youth (laughs) and in my 20s. 100%. I will tell you that I did it for myself, but I'm lying. My younger self would be lying. I definitely dressed for other people, and I think I definitely dressed to, like, get some uh, reaction out of the boys. But, like, well, okay, I don't think it's fair to say it's entirely for other people. I think, like, I got joy out of it, too, but who, who was I really doing it for? it's for external validation or it's to like you know like be cool or whatever Mm. yeah the the things that I did in my youth and my life to try to be cool and effortless oh my goodness I can write a novel (laughs) I can write a whole playbook but yeah I think (laughs) it's also because I was insecure that I would go to these lengths because this is actually how much I really cared. But Mm -hmm. I convinced myself that I didn't care. Mm -hmm. But I did care. But I don't care. But I care so much. But I don't (laughs) care at all. Isn't it interesting? Insecurities driving you to do all of these things or to not do anything. Sometimes you, like, are in denial, too. (laughs) Like, I'm not insecure. Yeah. (laughs) No. No way. Oh, my God. I'm so insecure. (laughs) Yeah. With that... Thank you guys for being a part of our insecurity journey. Isn't it funny that, like, YouTube makes me insecure and then podcasting makes you insecure? Podcasting sometimes makes me insecure, too, but I I don't know. I just think... I just just don't care anymore. I care so much, but I don't care anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? The thing that makes us feel insecure is, like, a huge part of our lives. (laughs) Yeah. But it's all good. I think uh, it's a part of the journey to understand yourself better, to put yourself mm-hmm. out there, because a life where we tried is better than a life that we didn't. And with that, I think it's a good place to wrap up. <laughs>
<laughs> Thank you so much for joining us on this beautiful episode. Let's allow Vivian to take off her vest. I know it's so <laughs> when hot. It's summertime. <laughs> the AC was on and then it's yeah. off. So because you're in a closet too, just like I am. Yes. All right, everyone. Thank you so much. <laughs> Wait, that was the end, right? Thank you so much yeah, for yeah. joining us. If you would like to uh, share a question, leave a comment, say hello, you can always DM us at Voice Hugs Podcast or send us an email, hello at voicehugspodcast.com. Thank you. Voice Hugs. Voice Hug. See you guys in the next episode. (laughs) Cool. Cool girl, V. Cool girl. Bye-bye.